Good day, y'all. Welcome to episode 36 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast. Here we go. Keeping this one silly, keeping this one light, man. Hope you guys uh, enjoy. Uh, Comment, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow along and uh, let's get into it, man. Here we go. This podcast has been way too doggone serious for the last like five episodes. It's not happening today. It's a silly day. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm inside and I'm still wearing sunglasses. School's firing back up, man. It's crazy. Times are wild. Getting everything set up in my classroom. I uh, interviewed. So this podcast is a Monday podcast. I got an interview coming out with, and it's not an interview, it's a podcast, it's a talk, you know what I mean? Podcasts are different, but with a colleague of mine named Ryan, he's another young teacher and just wanted to start interviewing some teachers, man. And that podcast is a serious, um, not super serious, but, uh, you know, I want to bring some levity, man. I want to have some fun. I want to play around with this. It's like every podcast I'm talking about how social media is riding our brains and that the climate's changing. Speaking of which, I read an article this morning about climate change. Not going to share it with you because today's a happy day. Today's a silly boy day. I'm going to be a little silly fella. Yeah, man. You know what I wrote in my notes? School is firing up. Bullet point one. I already talked about that. 90 seconds into the podcast. And then the other note I wrote is make things silly. This is the sort of thing I do. I got to give myself notes, man. Yeah, man. I uh, It's crazy being back home. Speaking of being back home, my wife is probably not going to do the wrap-up podcast for our summer session, our summer summer the summer sesh, our summer road trip. I don't think I I don't think she's in the mood for it now. I think on the road I sort of like tricked her with a little bit of travel voodoo and now she's back home. She's like, "I don't want to do that." So, we may or may not end up wrapping that up, but we're already like three weeks out from our vacation. So our travel, it's not even vacation. It's like our travel, the summer sesh. It's like, what's the point, man? You know, am I sour about it? No, I'm cool with it. She's not going to listen to the podcast anyway. Yeah, man. Had a great time this weekend. Went out to stepping out, which is this event in the uh, local area. Got this dope t-shirt. says the Blacksburg, but it looks like North face. Pretty sure this company is going to get sued for, (laughs) (laughs) that I bought it from. They just keep doing like Patagonia and North face emblems, but they write Blacksburg, which is the town I live in instead of those like brand names, but they use the same font, same symbols, whatever. In fact, last year they had a Patagonia one that was dope. It wasn't actually Patagonia. Like I said, it was Blacksburg bought it for my wife. And I was talking to the guy. I was like, have you, you guys aren't getting like busted up for copying another company's thing. He's like, Oh no, Uh, we've gotten some phone calls. Um, and then that was like the last run of that before I, I, if I I reckon if you get a phone call from a company, like a cease and desist order, is that a thing? Who do you have to talk to for that? Is that a lawyer thing or is that a judge thing? Either way, he probably shouldn't have sold it to me. I'm not going to shout out that company because it's called, I'm not going to shout them out. I almost did. Did you see that? I almost said the name of the company. I don't want them to get busted up even more because their swag is super swaggy. And uh, I want to keep buying it, even though it's like, probably maybe it's unethical. I don't know. Looks dope though. You see this on YouTube. This t-shirts fly as a mother. Yeah, man, out here doing it, doing my thing. Glad to be getting back into um, B 
being at home, having a routine, having a schedule. I mean, when you're on the road, man, your brain is just so frazzled. And uh, doing this interview, I keep calling it an interview, doing this podcast with my buddy Ryan the other day, I realized that at the end of the day, after planning, getting my room ready, all that stuff, my brain is like I couldn't put sentences together at the end of the day today. I had to go into my office, the main office, like a troubled young youth, go see the principal. Um, And I just needed a form for like a substitute that I needed to request. I just needed a form. I couldn't put the sentence together. And then I'm in front of like three people, um, one of whom is my boss. And I'm just like trying to get this sentence out. And it sounded like dire the way that I was phrasing it. Everybody was looking at me as if they were concerned. Like I was like, there was going to be a bomb threat or something, (laughs) but I was just, I just needed this form. I couldn't find the words, couldn't find the sentences. It's taxing, man. Getting your brain all frazzled up like that. Yeah. Yeah. People, I don't know. Last podcast, I talked about politics a little bit. So I'll bring this up now. I was watching these, uh, this town hall that the president did Joe Biden and it's like his it, sentences sometimes are challenging for this guy. And uh, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> like he just goes on these, these, I don't know. If I'm a better podcast, I'll put a little clip right here of what I'm talking about. But I don't want to be like a topical news-based podcast. But it's interesting to see this guy like really trying to find some sentences and not knowing where he's going with them. I can do that because... I'm a, just a random podcaster wearing sunglasses inside, but, uh, you know, El Presidente probably should be able to string a few sentences together and he can, and yeah, he's got a stutter. This isn't that. I don't know. Think what you will. I'm have a sip of coffee. Mm. Not sponsored by Panera bread, but if Panera wants to be, get involved on the ground floor, Cause we're going up, baby. Going up. Teaching at Yoga Jam in a couple of weeks, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I, like I started an application for Yoga Jam and then never followed through with finishing it because that's the type of person that I am from time to time. And the I get I don't know what her role is, but she like runs Yoga Jam or at least does the bookings for it. And I don't know how she got my information, but she emailed me. I just heard a door open. Someone here? Hello? I may or may not be about to get robbed. At least it'll be on video. What was I talking about? I guess no one's here. Hold on, let me look out the window. Just just keep listening. Give me two Mississippi. Alright, my wife's car's not here, so... I don't know. Whatever. Um, so if I, if I die, at least it'd be on camera. Still figure it out. <laughs> Could you imagine someone comes into my room to rob me and they see me just some, <laughs> they just see me doing a podcast like, ah, no, no, mister. And then he just like takes my camera, wipes the memory card. Cause he doesn't want evidence of the crime and then sells it for $84 because it only costs 300. And you're not going to get good resale value on these things. Value. You're not going to get good value on this one. What was I talking about? Yoga Jam. Um, yeah, I'm teaching at Yoga Jam. Man, I'm just got like this scene in my head now of, of a guy just like kicking down the door like, freeze. Why is he sounding like a cop? 
cops aren't coming here. I'm not doing anything wrong. And then he, you know, he would just be curious. Like if, if, if someone were to try and rob me in the act of doing a podcast, they would definitely be confused because nobody does a podcast. I tell people I do a podcast and they're like, Oh, are you crazy? And then they ask me what it's about. And I'm like, I don't know. And just talk. So that's what I would have to say. The robber would come in and be like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I was going to rob you, but now just like, this is strange behavior for me. What are you doing? I'm making a podcast, sir. I'd call him, sir. I want to be polite. You know, I don't want to get on his bad side. What, what's it called? It's Aaron Wayne podcast. It's two first names. Is there, who's Wayne? Is he on the podcast too? No. No, I choose not to use my last name. Okay, cool. Uh, what's it about? I don't know. Just kind of talk. Do you want to be on it? No, I'm a criminal. I don't want to be on your podcast. Where do I find it? Where do you find podcasts? I think people people ask me that question. And, and scene. People ask me that question as if like, there's a secret, like a secret website that I have for a podcast. Like there's an Instagram of podcasts. People ask me, where can I find your podcast? I'm like, just what, where do you find any podcast? You know, five years ago, people were listening to podcasts. They didn't talk about it. I've been listening to podcasts. Don't need to brag about this, but I've, I've been listening to podcasts since college, which was for me, I graduated in 2012 probably sophomore, junior year of college. So like somewhere in like 2010, 11, I was listening to podcasts and it was a weird thing because nobody talked about it. Everybody was listening to them, or at least a lot of people were listening to them and nobody talked about it. It was very strange. And then 10 years later, weirdos like me figure out how to put one on and then they get robbed in the middle of it. Dude, someone would come in my house and they would try to rob me and they would look at my MacBook and they'd be like, oh my or what is this called? The MacBook desktop? What are these things called? iMac? He's like, oh my God, that's a hot ticket. Oh no. And then he realized it's from like 2010 and I bought it at an auction and it didn't work when I bought it and I tried to install the software. Couldn't do it. Bought the software off a thumb drive once on Amazon and then again on a CD who even has CDs? Dude, I was hanging out with a friend this weekend and he has a, a friend of his is in a band and they gave me CDs. I was like, I don't even know how to play this. Like, I'd love to support, you know? I'd love to be, love to check out the music. I didn't even take it out of the rapper. And he's listening to the podcast. I know you are because we talked about it this weekend. I don't, I don't know what to do with the CDs, man. I don't even have a CD player. Those exist. I don't have one on my computer. Don't have one on my Chromebook. Don't have one. I, I guess, well, my failed attempt at trying to install software on this 15 year old iMac demonstrates that it does have a CD player, but it's so slow that if I were to put a CD in there, even though the CD has like eight songs on it, it would probably catch on fire. And then me and the robber are there trying to put out this fire. And he's like, Hey man, like I didn't, this is, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't either. I didn't even ask for the CD. I don't even know how to play the CD. Like we got to put this fire out, man. And then he has a sense of social responsibility and he kind of helps. And then, um, you know, 
might buy some property, put a little house on it, you know, not to live in, but just something we could go and not me and him. That'd be awkward if it was just me and him, but like, um, you know, just a spot, you know, we got like, you know, we got 30 acres out in West Virginia, put a little house on it. doesn't have running water, but you know, kind of a shed set up. So you have somewhere comfortable to sleep if it's cold. Um, we could do that. Then he and I might start a yurt business and do a little Airbnb kind of thing out of the yurt business. I mean, the guy clearly needs some sort of, you know, income stream, revenue stream. He needs something. He's robbing people. He's robbing broke ass podcasters. You know what I mean? I'm wearing sunglasses today because I finally figured out that I should probably change the lighting. So right next to the camera, I have like a, like a floodlight on a tripod, but it was so doggone bright. I put sunglasses on still so doggone bright that I've seen people that are actually professionals. They have like these light boxes that they have like a white sheet or something in front of. It's like a sheet like material. And I don't have that. And I didn't, I could build one, but I don't have, I didn't want to take the time to do it. So I just took a paper clip and put a paper towel on it. So either trying to play a CD in this old computer is going to start a fire, or it could potentially be the paper towel that I have paper clipped to a floodlight next to my camera. Doing great here, bud. CDs. I had a kid last year who made a bunch of raps, sent them to me on SoundCloud. Pretty decent. Pretty decent raps for an eighth grader. Super quiet kid in class. He was very quiet. He wasn't shy. He just waited for... I guess you could say he's introverted. I don't know. I'm not diagnosing people with introversion or extroversion, but... Um, very conversational and social, but he waited for people to start the conversation. And he just like halfway through the year is like, Oh, by the way, I'm a rapper. And I was like, let's go boy. Send me some links. He started sharing stuff with me. SoundCloud rapper, pretty decent stuff, especially for a 13 year old kid. Pretty good. Especially if he keeps at it, like he can have, he could do something with it. At least have a hobby where he's learned how to create something. And so what I'm saying is, my friend that listens to the podcast that your boy gave me a CD this weekend, get those jokers on SoundCloud. Then I'll know how to listen to their music. I want to, I want to listen, but I can't. Yeah. We went to stepping out this weekend, which is like I said, an event in, it's like a little town, small town vibe, kind of end of summer festival. It was a blast, man. We had a good old time. Danced to some music. It was good to see like groups of people out just kicking it until they shut us back down again. Which agree or disagree is probably I don't know, probably might end up being the right choice. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I got all my stuff like flagged last time I started talking about this stuff, which is like whatever. Am I getting too serious again? Look at my notes. Make things silly. Okay. Make things silly. Yeah, listen to this band uh, called the Jared Stout Band. Uh, they're local guys. And they rocked it, man. They really did well. And then this jam band came on after them. I'm not anti-jam band. You know, I'm a fan of Dave, Matthew's band. Um, I'll get down on the Grateful Dead. You know, I saw Dead & Company two years ago, the summer before. 
everything closed down and loved it. I was super into it. But when you're in a small town in rural Appalachia and a jam band comes on, there are a lot of people there that want to hear it. There are a lot of people there that want to hear it, but there are a lot of people there that really don't want to hear it. So the first band came on, Jared Stout, and that was like at 7 o'clock or whatever, and crushed it. High energy, good vocals, shredding on the guitar, good time, dancing, singing, all that. And, you you know, you look around, you see all these 62-year-old white folk that are getting out of their folding chairs that they brought with them, and they're, you know, doing a little jig, grooving around, swinging and dancing. And uh, there were a bunch of kids in the front dancing, like little kids, and then, you know, medium-aged kids, whatever that means. And uh, it was just like good energy. And then the set break, reset the stage, get the new instruments out there. This guy comes out, it's going to sound critical, but I'm being silly today, so don't take it seriously. Guy comes out with hair below his shoulder blades, wearing... I, I can only describe it as like a dress. This is a white guy. I can only describe it as like ankle length brown dress with sleeves, baggy sleeves to the elbows, straight fa- fabric. It wasn't like fluffy or curly, straight fabric. It looked like he rolled in a carpet and then was like, you know what, let's just keep this. You remember when you were a kid and you would hide in the curtains and you'd s- swirl around in the curtains? And then it would get like all bound up and you'd feel like you're suffocating and then the you fall over and the the rack comes with you. Is that just me? Either way, that's what this guy looked like. V-neck cut. Showing the hamburger meat. That's what my wife calls it when my chest hair is out. Hamburger meat. We're vegan. Come on. It's Boca Crumbles. So you just, I thought he was, I th- they were changing out the, the stage. And I was like, look at this jabroni. I said that to someone next to me and I was like, this is what, this is how you dress when you're not in the band and you just have to switch the gear. Turns out homeboy was in the band. He was the bass player. Bass players are interesting characters because you need a bass player in a band. Well, you don't need them. Sorry, bass players. It's really drummer, guitarist, and singer. You can get really far with just those two pieces. Um, I mean, a bass player is, is, is obviously an essential part of a band. If by essential, you mean probably worth having, not like essential, essential, you know what I'm saying? Bass players always do this thing where they just kind of like lean back I just dropped a paperclip. They just kind of lean back and like maybe sway a little bit, you know, a little left and right thing. Whereas a guitarist is like, like they're rocking it. You know what I mean? So this guy had a real look to him and uh yeah small town vibe jam band with a dude dressed dressed like and with the aesthetic of what most people think jesus look like jesus was definitely not a white guy right (laughs) can i get controversial here guys um but this is what this guy looked like um and then the other guy in the band wasn't wearing shoes which is an aesthetic choice that I might have chosen if I were in a band. God, do I want to be in a band? I cannot play. I'm looking behind my camera. I have a ukulele, a Fender Strat that was the first thing I ever bought. I had a job at a very young age, started working at like 13 at my aunt's. Um, my aunt had a uh, like a restaurant slash 
gift shops. It was like two, two, two spots. It was like a, like a diner in Middleburg, Virginia, and it had a gift shop attached to it. Sometimes I would work the gift shop, which kind of sucked. I didn't like it. And then, um, I was washing dishes at 13 in her kitchen at her uh, restaurant. And so I had a job really young and, uh, worked my whole life since then, different jobs. Um, and the first thing I ever bought was this Fender Stratocaster guitar. And I was obsessed, man. I was so hooked on it. And my parents hooked me up with an amp that they had gotten somewhere. Um, and rocked it out, man. And then I also have an acoustic guitar that was a gift from my mom and my wife. And I never play it. I just wish I, I, and then I go to live music and I see these guys like, wow. Like I just, I want to be in a band. I want to, I want to be a singer in a band. Turns out I can't really play the guitar very well because I don't dedicate myself to it. And I naturally am a terrible singer sometimes in yoga there's a thing called kirtan, which is if you've ever seen, um, like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a tiny keyboard. It's like a blend of a keyboard. And, uh, what are those things called? Um, it's not a xylophone. It's a thing that's got a keyboard and you like strap it on your neck and you like open and close bellows and the wind that goes through it ends up making the sound with the keys. The Indians have a similar technology, which uses the same sort of like bellows to create uh, a sound going through the keys and sometimes, and so it's like, it's just like a musical instrument, whatever it's called. Kirtan, uh, is the name of the practice. I can't think of the name off the top of my head of what the, it's a harmonium. So sometimes in yoga, I end up doing some singing, uh, for yoga teacher trainings, not in my public classes. And it's terrible every time I had a friend who was in a band and I was living vicariously through him in college. And I remember just kind of singing a song at uh, Red Lobster because I worked at Red Lobster for seven years. Again, back to the kitchen theme of just working at restaurants. I was a server at Red Lobster. And this guy was uh, a friend, seen him live a handful of times. Great singer, uh, competent guitarist, had a lot of fun on stage. And I was singing a song um, at the register once, just kind of like singing it, right? Just what you do, you know? You just sing songs while you're at work, whistle while you work kind of thing. And he said, are you tone deaf? <laughs> he asked me that. He wasn't joking. And I was like, and then he, he realized immediately that basically what he was saying was you're really bad at singing. There must be a problem with you. And I tried to like diffuse the situation. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I, maybe I am tone deaf. That stuck with me. If you're listening, screw you, buddy. Not tone deaf. I'm a terrible singer, but I want to be in a band. Put a jam band on in the middle of the country. Not the middle of the country. I mean, like in a rural setting. There's going to be people that really want to listen to it. And there's going to be a handful of old folks that are like, what the hell is this? What am I listening to? A lot of plinking and plucking. Every time the Grateful Dead comes on, my wife says, it all sounds like the same song. And they're just plinking and plunking. Like, bling, 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 That was Under the Sea. Yeah, I wish I were in a band. That'd be cool. I just think it would be crazy to just rip it on stage, man. There's an experience, because I, you know, I live a fairly public life. I'm in front of groups of people 
all the time, whether I'm a teacher, uh, like as a school teacher or um, as a yoga teacher. And there are times when it just like clicks, man. Like you're just vibing. Your energy's good. Everybody's dialed into what you're doing, especially it just happens in the yoga setting because there's music involved. And like the energy of it is infectious. And it's so addicting to get that big energy vibe from a group of people. And I, on a comedian, uh, a podcast, uh, that some comedian had, I don't even remember where I heard it, but, um, the podcast er was saying to another fellow comedian, like, don't you think it's crazy that people go their whole lives and they've, they have no idea what it's like to like kill on stage to like crush as a comedian. And, um, I think about that as a yoga teacher sometimes like there, people just don't know how awesome it feels to see a group of people really vibing on the practice. And then I think stand-up comedy would probably be another level of that. Like it's even like more intense because there's immediate feedback of laughter. Like people will leave a yoga class and you can feel that everything's going well, but it's not like they're like, ha ha ha, like laughing or like cheering or so, um, do I wish people cheered in my yoga classes? Yeah. Come to a public yoga class and just start clapping. Just start clapping for me. Clap for yourself too. Cause you're doing great. But I think that like the, a band, you just see people dancing, but on the flip side, it's probably terrible when you're playing music and people are just watching you. It's one thing to be like at a restaurant or a bar or somewhere and there's someone playing music and it's just sort of ambient. And you're going about hanging out with your homies and so forth. But that that's probably totally normal and casual for a musician. But if you're performing and everyone's just sitting in their chairs watching you and they're not dancing or humming or tapping their thumbs, tap their thumbs, who taps their thumbs, tapping their feet, that has got to be pretty devastating. That's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to say that is a negative overall experience. So the highs are high and the lows are lows, right? You got to get up to get down. You know what I'm saying? Keep it silly. I have a tendency to talk about super serious things. Dude, a colleague of mine came into my room today. She just wanted to borrow some bins from me. And we started talking about traveling. Started talking about um, southwestern states, which are awesome. And I love it. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to live there. Uh, The only reason I wouldn't is because of inadequate water supply. We were just having a good time, man. We, we were just chatting. Just having a good time. And I'm like, aren't you worried about regular clean drinking water? <laughs> and then it derailed the entire conversation into this like five minute, you know, because she's, she's, you know, ecologically conscious and, you know, she's, t- she's tied into making sure that she's low. In fact, she came to get these bins from me because she didn't want to buy more plastic. And she knew that there were teachers that just collect things. And I had some random plastic bins that she could use for notebooks for her students. And, and, you know, 10 minutes into the conversation, I'm like, aren't you worried about consistent water supply? And then she's like, yeah, 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 I am too. And I was like, yeah, my wife and I are thinking about having kids and I'm thinking, Oh, what are we going to do in 30 years? (laughs) It's like, I laid all of that on her so quickly. I have a tendency to do that, man. I have a tendency to just like get super serious. Um, and I'm a fairly lighthearted guy in the last two weeks. I don't feel like I've been very lighthearted and I don't know why I think I'm not exercising enough. Did I start exercise? I started lifting weights, uh, just the other day. 
I'm gonna take a quick pause. I gotta do this video thing. Hold on. Yeah, so I started lifting weights again because I spent the whole summer just sitting in a car and doing a lot of hiking and stuff like that. So cardiovascularly, cardiovascularly, I feel fit, feel strong, feel able, but my muscles are just so weak. Like my back, dude, I taught a class the other day. Um, on Wednesdays, I teach a 4.30 class. And then after that, I teach a six o'clock yoga class. And so the first class, like get through it, have fun, good times. And then the second class, about 30 minutes in, I throw out my back. So I had like, <laughs> picture yourself in this scene. Yoga teacher's teaching. Music's good. Did a little meditation, a little warm up, start getting into some more vigorous movements. And then the teacher throws out his back. I don't think anybody noticed, but that's what happened. Teacher throws out his back. Practice changes a little bit. And then a guy kicks down the door and is like, all right, I'm going to rob you. Where's the computer? Oh no, it's on fire. Cause someone tried to put a CD into it. And it's 2021. It's the dumbest joke ever. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah. I, uh, so I started lifting recently and, um, getting back into it. I've always been big into lifting and I say that because I want to impress you. I want you to think that I'm strong. I want you to think that I'm smart boy. And I want you to think that I'm handsome and a great public speaker. But on a serious note, well, those are all serious things. Um, I started lifting and my body is so sore from it. I went to the gym, uh, what's today, Monday? I guess Saturday. I did a bunch of lat pull downs because I want to do pull-ups, man. Like you, you're supposed to be able to do pull-ups. I can do like four pull-ups and then I'm totally pooped. And there's this guy I work with. I work with this guy and he's, I think he's in his sixties. Um, maybe early sixties, maybe late fifties. I don't know, but he's fit. He's healthy. Um, works two jobs, hardworking guy, really sweet guy. Remembers everybody's name. Um, cool guy. I like him. But every time I see him, he's like, how are your pull-ups? And every time I, every time he asked me that, I say, I don't really focus on pull-ups. I'd rather think about other movements. And I saw him today and I told him I did all these lap pull downs and then he started coaching me on doing pull ups. He's like, well, what you should do is you should just get some weights, put a couple of weights in your pockets and start doing pull ups like that. I'm like, bro, I can't even do four. I can't even do five pull ups, man. And you're telling me to sash down some weights in my pockets. Like, first of all, how big are your pockets that you can just throw a five pound weight in there? And aren't your pants going to fall down? I mean, what are you talking about here, buddy? I'm not doing pull-ups with weights in my pockets. I'm already sore enough as it is. Did a bunch of lap pull-downs. And then on Sunday morning, I woke up and I couldn't take my arms over my head. I couldn't. If you don't know what a lap pull-down is, it's like you have a bar over your head and your arms are wide. And you're just pulling it down to the bar is coming to your uh, collarbones. And it's like it's on a cable. Yeah, I couldn't lift my hands over my head. And then this guy wants me to put weights in my pocket? Come on, man. Every day with this. He's a sweet guy. Don't mean to trash this guy. Sweet guy. Cares about his students. Cares about his colleagues. Cares about the world. I'm not putting weights in my pockets, man. I can't do it. And then I uh, went to the track on Friday and ran two miles. It was excruciating, not because of cardio, but because my legs are just so weak. 
Um, and I was still recovering from my back being thrown out because I'm turning into an old man. I turned 33 in October. You know, they say when you hit 30, you start to notice the aging process. It didn't really happen for me. 30, 31, 32 was mostly good. But now that I'm like on the precipice of 33, and maybe it's because I just got off this road trip. I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling my back, my shoulders, my neck, my feet. Get out of bed. I got to like roll my ankles, open and close my toes. I'm like, what's happening? I think the thing is, is as you age, if you let yourself get out of shape, it's harder to get back into shape. And then doing two months on the road is like, I'm totally dropping out of fitness. I think as you get older, it's not that you like, it's not that you can't be fit and healthy. It's that you can never not be. Otherwise you'll never get back there. Does that make sense? You got to stay on the fitness train to stay fit. What kind of sentence is that? We're falling apart here, guys. The wheels are coming off. I can only be silly for so long. I mean, I've been silly for 32 minutes. This is all I got. Do you guys want to talk about social media or climate change? The political environment? I talked a little bit about politics today. I actually didn't talk about politics. I talked about a politician. And it's just empirically true you watch that thing you watch that video of joe biden getting lost he gets lost in the sauce man i don't know what are we gonna do about that we need leadership that's what we talk about in the podcast actually when i did uh that that podcast with ryan um i felt that he and i were both aware that we're public school teachers and we're sort of hampering free and open dialogue. Whereas one-to-one, one of the reasons I want to interview him is because one-to-one, he and I have, have good, great conversations, you know, stop by each other's classrooms, just say what's up. Next thing you know, it's an hour later and we've just been chatting and talking about, you know, the climate and the world. And on the podcast, I think that we were both aware that we were being recorded and then just like the atmosphere of talking about education and knowing that, I don't know. So I, I don't think that I got the best out of him and I don't think I got the best out of myself, but I'm going to post it. You know, I, I hesitated. I thought, I thought uh, maybe we just do this again because I was tired and um, I don't think he had ever done a podcast before. So it was just like trying to find the rhythm of it. Um, and it has nothing to do with him. He's a great guy, super smart, like really dialed in to current events and like what's going on in the world, but I just didn't get the best out of him. And so why did I bring that up? I don't know. I just got to share it, I guess. Um, you get to the end of the work day and your brain's kind of frazzled, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I said it because I talked about politics. So we, we talked to the, we did that hour long podcast and then he and I were in my room for like 30 or 40 minutes afterwards continuing to talk but it was like it just felt freer you know what I mean like we didn't have to consider who was listening and the fact that we were doing a podcast and uh I think we talked about politics a little bit there might have been in the po- it might have been in the podcast I don't know um politics freaks people out I feel like politics isn't even talking about politics it's talking about ideology these days I feel like it's natural and normal to talk about politics because you're talking, but even politics as I define it is if I were to define politics, I would say the definition 
of politics. You heard it here first, kids. Is um, people in power using influence and public opinion to attain the means within their agenda or the ends within their agenda rather. And it doesn't have to be nefarious, you know, your, your ends could be, you know, creating affordable public housing or something like that. It doesn't have to be like new world order, crazy stuff. But, and I think that that's like normal to talk about and to notice. I see, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to get serious, man. What's wrong with me? People just want... I found myself in conversation yesterday. I was... People were just having a good old time, and I was just sitting there quietly. Just listening. Like a weirdo. It's probably normal to listen. I should probably listen more. That's why I have a podcast, so I can just talk. And talk freely. Got a couple other podcast interviews lined up. I think what I'm going to try and do is Mondays, solo, Thursdays, interviews. And that'll give me a pretty consistent opportunity to meet and grow. Because like, inter- like doing podcasts with other people does, doesn't make me anxious. Um, the first one I was a little like beaked up energy-wise. doesn't make me feel anxious, but it's definitely a different skill set um, to like know what to ask and know how to talk. And it's a, it's a very different management of, uh, working with another person. And it's a, it's a worthwhile challenge that I'm looking forward to getting deeper in because, you know, I've lined a handful of podcasts up, um, uh, with other people. So, um, I'm grateful to be building that skill, but I, you know, I just want to do this too. I want to do this solo. Like is why I started this is to do this like solo, Um, so Mondays will be solo podcasts and then Thursdays will be, um, podcasts with other people. But you know what, if you've been following along in the podcast, um, I've made a lot of promises about like posting, like for example, um, it is 545 on a Monday evening and I'm supposed to post podcasts Monday mornings. So what are you going to do with that information? I promise that. I also promised that I was going to do, um, with the, um, podcast I was doing with my wife. I was also promised that I was going to edit some videos and put them in there and, uh, put them on YouTube and have some things that we were doing. Plus the podcast didn't do it. Didn't do it. My ambition outruns my willingness to work every day. Dude, I looked. I, I've I've been using the app, rem, the Reminder app, on for Apple products because it's like integrated with all of my products, including the one that's gonna catch on fire when I try and put a CD inside of it. It so I can like say to my watch, put a reminder on for this time, and it does, and it's fantastic because I've always been a paper to do list guy, and then you get your scraps of paper mixed up, and you know it is satisfying to cross something off like manually with a with big fat sharpie. Like that's always very satisfying. Um, so I missed that piece, but it's so easy to just put things in the reminders. And I woke up this morning and I had 20 reminders that I had snoozed from the previous day. That's a bad sign. That means there's stuff churning on the hard drive. You know what I mean? In my brain, my brain bits are churning up because the hard drive is grinding gears and I'm looking at 20 reminders. I think it was 19. I lied to you. I think it was 19. Maybe it was 21. I know it wasn't 20. 
So is that a lie? I don't know. But especially at the beginning of the school year, like I just got all these little tasks to do. Got a yoga teacher training coming up soon. It's going to be dope. Actually going to be able to do a yoga teacher training in person, which is like, that's why I do it. I want to be in person working with people and assisting people like hands on bodies, like helping people move through space and like access the physical asana in a different way. I'm super excited for that. But then this, you know, I'm not going to say it because then they'll not let my stuff on YouTube go out. But hopefully, because today's date is what? I don't know. August 9th, Monday, August 9th, and 2021. So looking at the historical record, do a little Googling if you're looking at this in the future. There's stuff going on right now when it comes to whether we will or will not be able to go to concerts and so forth. I've been to two concerts this summer. I went to the Dave Matthews concert in Charlotte a couple weeks back, and then last night I was at the uh, Small Town Festival, and it is awesome to see people out in the world living and dancing and grooving and high-fiving and, you know, having drinks, listening to music, eating food, sharing food because they're animals. Oh, my God. Do you imagine sharing... Could you imagine in the future, like, oh, let me have a bite of that. Like, what? People won't let that happen. I, I Frankly, I always thought it was gross. I always thought it was gross. Before all this stuff happened, I still thought it was gross. Especially a sandwich. Like, oh my God, this is so tasty. You should have a bite. Like, People don't say you should have a bite. They're like, do you want a bite? Like, no, I don't want to eat your sandwich in front of you. This is in the schoolyard. I'm not a bully. Did that ever happen to anybody? Someone eats your food in front of you? That's like a real jailhouse move. Like, <laughs> there's that, there's that Chappelle show skit with um, Wayne Brady and Chappelle, and they're sitting on the curb, and Dave Chappelle is like crying. He's upset about something, <laughs> and Wayne Brady goes, "Eat your sandwich, Dave." And he goes to like take a like real pathetic bite. He's like, eat the sandwich. You know what? Give me that sandwich. And he just like eats his sandwich in front of him. That's a bold move. If a robber comes through my door, tries to steal my old computer, after we put the fire out, this is what I'm doing. After we put out the fire, I'm gonna make him a sandwich. It'll be vegan, tofurkey, some veginase, veganase. Depends on what part of the country you're in, how they pronounce it. I call it veganase, but it's probably veganase. You know, maybe a little sprouts. I'm growing sprouts in my kitchen right now. Something nice. I'll make him something nice. We'll sit down at the table together, me and him. And uh, I'll smack him in the face and say, hey, you tried to rob me. You don't get a sandwich. And I'll eat the sandwich in front of him. That's going to fire him up. He's a criminal. He broke into my house, tried to steal stuff. He's not going to be happy about that. What am I going to do? Sick the dog on him? My little chihuahua? I'll just eat the sandwich right in front of him. Maybe I'll make him go outside first. I'll be like, you know, I'm non I'm not a very confrontational guy. I've been in a couple fights in my life. I was telling somebody about that this weekend. I was in one fight, I remember... In high school, football players, man, football, 
being on a football team changes people. It, you're different, man. You've changed. Being on a football team changes people, man. And uh, I uh, got into a fight that I didn't belong in. Guy was trying to fight my buddy, and he was a linebacker. I was a linebacker. Linebackers to the death, bro. And he was talking trash to my buddy. They were in each other's faces, and I like got in the middle of it. And this, like, I, yeah, I'm not a big guy now. I can barely do. I can't even do pull-ups with weights in my pocket. And uh, get in the middle of this fight, and I'm like, hey man, you're not gonna talk. You're, hey buddy, listen here, Mister. You're gonna talk to my friend like that. And I got two pieced me. You don't know what two piece means. You've obviously never been in a fight because you're not a cool kid. Yeah, just like bam, bam. Knock me out. Excuse me. Knock me out cold. Bam, bam. So stupid, man. I've had so many concussions and head trauma, so I can't remember people's names. Um, Yeah, hit me with the old one-two, the old razzle-dazzle, the old snap-crackle-pop. And then I come to, and my girlfriend, who is my wife now, my girlfriend, she... I wake up, like I come to, and it's like, it's at night, you know, bonfire by the river, real hillbilly stuff, and a whole group of high school kids just out there, like, enjoying a fire, and like, maybe we'd been floating on the river that day, I don't know. Um, I I come to, and my girlfriend, my wife, Katie, is holding onto my t-shirt and pulling me, she's like dragging me away from the fire, this all went down at the fire, very tribal, very tribal energy, you know? Back to our our uh, ancient roots. Couple, couple young men trying to be show their manhood. Physical aggression, fire, river, smoke, grass, dirt, crowds of people, and I got the old razzle dazzle to the jaw. So I wake up. My wife's pulling on my shirt. She's pulling me away from the fire. She's going, "You heard him." You hurt him. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And she pulls me over towards my truck. And I sit at the back of my truck. And I just watch all of my friends get into a big fight. And I'm like, I'm confused. Should I go get back in this? So stupid. If you're listening to this. And you've never been into a fight. What am I talking about? The generation of kids that are out there now. They're not getting into fights. Not in this area at least. I remember I broke up a fight once my first year of teaching and I broke up the fight and it was first year teaching. Nobody teaches you, nobody trains you on this, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm healthy, mobile. So this fight breaks out and one of my colleagues points and she's, she says, there's a fight. And it's the middle of middle of like class bell change. So crowd, crowd of kids in the hallway and so I go, and it's maybe 15, 20 meters away. So I run down the hallway and it's these two kids. One kid's an eighth grader and one's a freshman because this high school that I was teaching at um, had eighth graders. And I grab one of the kids and I pull him, like, I grab him from behind and I start pulling him away from the other kid. And in the process, I trip. And I end up on my back, but I'm still holding on to the kid. So like his head is like at my chest and I have my arms over his shoulders, like trying to break up the fight. And I'll be darned if 
The other kid in the fight didn't take advantage of the opportunity, and he started hitting the kid while I was holding him. And I was, am I going to get sued for that? I don't Should I be admitting this on the internet? Yeah, it's fine. I did, I did my best. And so he didn't, like, hurt the kid, but he got, like, one punch in um, until some... And, I, and I'm, I'm there, like, with this other kid laying on me as I pulled him back. God, should I be talking about this on the internet? Oh, my God. Well, I did. Another person broke up the fight from, like, grabbed the other kid. I mean, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Two kids are trying to hurt each other? You got to do what you can do. Should I edit this last bit out? I don't know. I'm going to keep it. Just keeping it real, (laughs) y'all. I actually think I might edit that out. I'll have to think about that one. (laughs) I don't know what my liability is. I don't even know the kids' names. I remember the name of the high school. But here's the crazy... Well, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say something else. But that implicates somebody else. So I can't do that. Yeah, it's crazy. Culture. Schools have different cultures. Like they have different energy about different things. Like if that were, if I, I, I've been teaching at the school that I'm at now for like five years, never even come close to seeing a fight. It's just not a thing kids do anymore. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's a locality thing. I don't know. But if you're listening to this and you haven't been into a fight before, it's not worth your time. Prove, prove your strength and fortitude in another way. Because fighting is not the right way to do it. You could really get hurt. I got knocked out, dude. What if I had fallen and hit my head on a rock? That's totally possible. What if I had fallen into the fire? Was that a, was that a bonfire? So stupid, man. It's so stupid getting into fights. Yeah. See? I couldn't keep it silly. I don't know. That's sort of a silly story, right? Could you imagine my wife... All of 18 years old, like, you heard him, like, pulling on my shirt. She ripped my shirt, trying to, like, drag me away. That was probably mildly traumatizing for her. I should talk to her about it and be like, babe, I'm sorry. Sorry I put you in that position. I was a kid. I was just a wild kid. All hopped up on, hopped up on high school football energy. Football players, man, I'm telling you, changes you. And now I'm like a, you know, vegan yogi. Has a podcast. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. It's just a different life. Like, you put yourself in that circumstance, in that situation, and, like, you're going to be a different person if you join a football team. What if I'd been a soccer player? I did play soccer. Scored one goal my senior year, left-footed. And then a friend of mine who had been playing soccer longer than me, he and I, you know, we would butt heads every now and again. We grew up together. I've known him since I was, like, 11 years old or something. Senior year, left-footed goal. And on the bus ride home, he said something. And I was like, yeah, well, at least I've scored a goal. And this is a very public setting. Like, on the bus, all the homies, the whole team. He said something to me. I was like, well, at least I've scored a goal this year. And he's like, you towed it. Which means that you didn't, like, if you don't, if you don't play soccer, it's like, you don't, kick the ball with your toe you kick it with the top of your foot almost every time and I did toe it because I don't know how to play soccer I just happened to be fast so they would just kick the ball downfield and be like all right go ahead Rico kick the ball and I towed it went into the went straight into the onion bag which was satisfying for me I cheered 
you know, I cheered like it was the World Cup. And uh, I think we still lost that game. But, <laughs> yeah, so I towed the ball in, high school soccer. If I had played soccer for four years, I would have had a very different vibe. But see, different seasons. You know, football's in the fall, soccer's in the spring. Very different atmosphere. It's like watching the first two, three seasons of – playing football is like watching the first two or three seasons of uh, Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. And there's very much an attitude of fortification. Whereas soccer is like, oh, it's spring. It's almost summer. Oh, and you're playing and kicking the ball and running around. And, you know, you wear your fancy shoes and headbands and so forth. Everybody's having a good old time. But football is like, you're going to put on some gear because we're going to try and hurt each other. We're going to do our best to hurt each other today. And if you hurt the other team fantastic people would brag about that playing football football is such a toxic sport man it is such a toxic sport but teaches you a lot teaches you how to experience pain and to work through it which is a valuable skill it's a valuable tool to have you know broken fingers before you know what they do when you play high school football in the early 2000s and you break a finger do you know what they do Nothing. They don't do anything. They look at your finger and then they tape it to the other finger. The one that's not broken. So you got this like, this buddy system of broken fingers. This seems like it doesn't work. It did. Uh oh. I think my lady's home. I need to wrap this thing anyway. See you on the next one, guys. There you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Follow along on all the social. You know what to do. If you can't find me, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, comment, like, subscribe. All those things help the thing grow. Spreading out good vibes. Allegedly, this one was actually fun and silly versus all the other dreary ones that I've done. So let's put out some good vibes, man. Hit it with a comment. It makes a big difference. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.